Hello, hello. Hi everyone by the grace of God. I welcome you for today's nice session by the grace of God. I know it's have been long since our prayer time and fasting, but now we are back and we're ready to keep the roll moving. And I pray by the grace of God every week we shall have something for all of us to be blessed with in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This week by the grace of God we shall be looking on money and the kingdom. And I pray by the grace of God most of us shall learn most things most of us we shall learn new things and by the grace of God all of us shall have a transformation in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I welcome all of you if you are there sit with the family why don't you welcome each one and every one of them tell them call a friend tell them come forth let us listen together let us see biblical precepts concepts concerning the money and the kingdom of God by the grace of God hallelujah Why don't we just pray in the name of Jesus Christ as we start in Jesus mighty name. Say Father, I come before you, I appreciate you. We exalt your name. Thank you for this fire you brought us in Benesa. We appreciate you. Lord, today as we go through your word, as we start this series, Lord, fill us with understanding. Give us solutions, give us a new breaking forth, Lord. Bring us to new life, oh Lord. Let the life of God flow in through us, oh Lord, through your word. Give us understanding. All solutions concerning our money our finances let us obtain it in Jesus name we pray amen and amen hallelujah i believe you have been blessed this far and i believe you have been taken care of by the grace of god so if you are there next to your friend why don't you call them if you can share the page to your members share your page to everyone that you know request them to join in by the grace of god as you look at it I welcome all of you once again. I've missed you big time. Amen. And I pray by the grace of God as we continue doing our fellowship, all of us shall grow. The book of Acts says, I commend you to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. And that's what we shall be doing this week. From today to Saturday, by the grace of God, we shall be commending each other to the word of his grace that is able to build us up and give us an own inheritance. in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen. Thank you all of you who are joining by the grace of God. And I pray God will give us better understanding in Jesus name. Now, by God's grace, this week we'll be looking on money and the kingdom. And I pray everyone who is having concerns on financial aspects, concerns how to start, concerns concerning things about the life, especially financially, God will give us a solution in Jesus name. And as you share with your friends please feel free to take a notebook and a pen and jot down something and I believe God will inspire you will speak to you in a new way in Jesus mighty name. Our anchor scripture for this series comes from the book of Luke chapter 19 verse 15 to 27. Luke chapter 19 from verse 15 to 27. I will read using the message translation bible and it says when he came back bringing the authorization of his rule He called those 10 servants whom he had given money to find out how they had done. Amen. So God has given us money. He will come back and ask us how we have done. Amen. And that's why I'm saying money is a very important subject. The love of it is which is wrong. But you see the book of Ecclesiastes says money answereth all things. Amen. We need money. And as a Christian you can't say I'm busy praying believing God. No one cares about that. People cares what is in your pocket. Because without that money, that one just say money cannot take you to church. 
you can't be in fellowship because money is a limiting factor and poverty is not good and he said he came you understand he called those ten servants who he had given them money to find out what they had done with it so god has given us all finances but he will come back and ask us what have we done with that money he gave us and verse 15 verse 16 says and the first said master i doubled your money and he said good servant great work because you have been trustworthy in the small job i am making you governor of, of 10 towns amen this is the message translation amen the second master said i have made 50 percent profit of your money he said i'm putting you in charge of five towns hallelujah the next servant said master here is your money safe and sound i kept it hidden it in the cellar to tell you the truth i was a little afraid <laughs> i know you have high standards and hate sloppiness and do not suffer fools gladly and he said you are right that i don't suffer fools gladly and you have acted the fool why did you at least invest the money in securities so i could have gotten a little interest on it amen and he says then he said to those standing there take the money from him that and give it to the servant who has doubled my stake they said but master he already has doubled and he said that's what i mean risk your life and get more than you have ever dreamed of amen this is message translation play it safe and end up holding the bag did you hear that? So money works on those people who are daring. Amen. And it says, after, as, of, as for these enemies of mine who petitioned against my rule, clear them out of here. I don't want to see their faces around here again. So money is an important subject. No one can ignore that thing. Me and you, we know we need money. Am I saying the truth? So Christianity will have only good ascent and aroma when money is there. Why most people might backslide or why most people might go back to the world is because of money. Money is a fundamental thing that everyone needs. And as Christians, we can't stop talking about the same topic. We can't stop talking about money. And that's why this week we'll be looking at money and the kingdom. Because you need to understand that there are some fundamentals we need to engage in as individuals and as Christians for us to stay above. It's enough to pray. It's good. But there's also now what you need to eat. You only eat through money. As the Christian says, money answers all things. Yes, you can pray, influence situations, determine situations, but money is the final thing. Where you live is a result of money. What you eat is a result of money. How you dress is a result of money. Who associates with you is a result of money. So that's why crisis I shall not have you ignorant. Paul says that. Why? And then he said, I commend you to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. And this inheritance will not come by prayer. It needs money. Amen. So money is very fundamental. And today I will work on the introduction and I pray by the grace of God before we continue with the series from tomorrow that most of us shall have better understanding in Jesus' mighty name. So what is money? Uh, someone may ask, what is money? Uh, the money is any item, you understand, or any verifiable record. Any item or any verifiable record that is generally accepted as payment of goods and services and repayments of debts. That is money. Anything that is verifiable. If I hold a thousand Kenyan shillings, let me look where my wallet is, I show you, you need money, you know, like money for it. 
it's something verifiable so if i don't hold that money i give to the person the cashier there's no way i can receive anything i'm buying for i need money at the end of the day so money is anything verifiable that i can use to buy goods and services or i can use for repayment of debts so we need money as christians we can't like that thing and it's enough to sell to people god will bless you god will bless you how and that's not okay about and the only blessing people understand is money i'm not lying to you even now there's it has reached a point that people don't all want you to send them gifts they prefer that you send them money because they know money is the only thing that can give me verification for me to get a particular good or service is the only thing that can help me pay all my debts like now whatever everyone is going through so it's good as christians we pray but also it's good for us to understand the money aspect and the kingdom and god wants us to understand from the book of luke chapter 15 this man came back and he expected he asked them what did you do with the money i gave you and the one who gave more double did he say he gave you in charge of a 10 towns the one who had five five towns the one who did nothing he told him even if you could have put it in the insecurities I love gain interest. So what is God saying that he expects you to may know to gain interest in whatever you have. Because that's the only way you can verify the kingdom of God. That's the only way you can verify. So money is anything that is generally accepted. Amen. For payments of goods and services and repayments of debts. Amen. Or is a unit of account or an item that the verifier that records that fulfills these functions to be considered as money. If I enter a flight I need money. So we need money as a tangible thing. And I pray for everyone who's around there please just look for notes money we will be praying of our money from today night by the grace of God as a point of contact. And I pray I shall get mine also in a few minutes and everyone should have money. I just need to get my wallet. I just send for it please by the grace of God so that everyone of us can pray over it. That we need to understand this money value is very important. for all of us by the grace of God. Now, what is the kingdom? Because you already know money is something that is verifiable. Money is everything anything that is verifiable. What's a kingdom? A kingdom is a territory ruled by a king or a queen. That's the kingdom of God. That's a kingdom. So for any kingdom to be related, for any kingdom to have strength, it depends on the currency or the money which is available. So no one can talk about a kingdom if they have no money. <laughs> then you're living in by faith you know you're living just by hope so any kingdom that is needed you understand what I'm talking about kingdom is a territory ruled by a king or a queen or is a spiritual reign on the realm that is regarded under control by a particular individual or people or forces amen by a particular what individual so you can only talk about the kingdom of god when we can see the wealth We can only talk about the kingdom of a particular place when we can see the world. So the kingdom. So the territory ruled by a king or a queen or a spiritual reign or a realm is what is regarded under control by a particular individual or a people. So people can have kingdom. Forces can take over kingdoms. So that's why we need to understand nowadays the kingdoms that are ruled, they are ruled by money. This is a thousand Kenyan shillings for Kenyan money. You understand what I'm talking about? Without this thing I cannot enter particular kingdoms. You understand? And everyone needs money to pay for something, to buy something. It does not take faith. It takes money. So you can't go and pray by faith I possess this car. No. That kingdom they will not accept you 
because you need money and money has become a particular thing and we need to understand as Christians that money is something that God wants us to have but we need to ask ourselves how do we get there why does God want us to have money how do we get to access to those things because we can yes we believe in the supernatural supply but supernatural supply does not come if you don't understand the disciplines that needs are around it you can only multiply to who knows how to trade and that's why I said for the book of Luke chapter 15 the one who was given 10 was added more why because he understand the principles that back money and there's no kingdom that can run without money that's the truth of the matter so if you belong to the kingdom of god you also need to know as a christian the the rules that govern money the ethics the disciplines that surrounds it amen now having said so i want you to understand something before money became the medium of exchange of kingdoms now when i talk about kingdoms now i'm talking generally when i talk uh, like the kingdom now the kingdom in the past and the kingdom in the future they were say before money became the medium of exchange kingdoms were ruled by the might of a military so the size of your military will determine how much you possess you understand what I'm talking about and by well, military men that was the an aspect of population of a people but since the discovery of another form of trade people determined to come with a new unit of measure which was money before you would possess land based on the size of your family the size of your lineage the size of your people but when people discovered money people now control a bigger area as a result of money that is the truth of the matter so you may find people are so many but they have only one small acre of land maybe half an acre but you can find people maybe are, there are only three in a family but they have thousands of acres what is the what about the change now the change came when they introduced money and the kingdom of god we need to understand in the rules of the kingdom for the kingdom of god to be vibrant people need money it's enough of saying that we are the light of the world people in the world does not want to care about what you are saying they want to see what you are saying long time ago if you have a big family they will give you more acres you will possess big lands that's why our forefathers used to have big tracts of lands because of the size of the family the men who are there they will be multi they could cover a lot of kilometers and do a demarcation but nowadays it's not a matter of how many you are in your family it's a matter of how much money you have and as Christians we need to understand if we need to really revert everything if we really need to take over if we really need to move ahead we need to understand the principles of government and this one has nothing to do with prayer it has to do with principles amen because you can't pray money in hallelujah even if you pray money in you need the wisdom and the character to know how to multiply it we believe in supernatural supplies which is good but when the supernatural supply comes how do you handle it amen so money became a force when people discovered the money money became a force between the kingdoms how far you can drain you can't compare yourself with the founding fathers of this mid country why because they possess large tracts of lands no matter who came after what made them is because they discovered money they took from those who didn't have money you understand because they had money so when we start complaining that the enemy is against us we are losing possessions is because we don't know how to multiply what we have and you see that's not why god will not be responsible god has given you the land of the living he says we have dominion now this land that joshua but this land i've given you you shall possess it now you will not only possess it by just saying i'll possess this land no you need money amen 
And you see, this not the days of the size of your family that determines how much you have. No, it has to do nowadays the amount of paper you have in your bank account. Amen. So it has not yet been reverted till now. Money has been has been used as a tool to displace and replace. You understand? Money is what is being used now to displace and replace what people, things, depending who has the more grip on it. So the more you have of this in your account the more you can determine what to replace and displace. Am I saying the truth? So I will not pray to know to, to get something. I will need to know what to get the money. So thank God we are in prayer. Thank God we are fasting. Thank God we know God. But also we know to need to understand how do we multiply what we have. You see, if you don't have money, anyone can take anything from you. And you see why most people are not being pleasant maybe to become Christians because it has shown very well that Christians are the most people who go through hard life because they don't understand the principles of money. If you, if you go to church, you need a new cloth, you need a new dress, but you can't get dressed by faith. You need money. So and I've told you now, money is what has made people determine what can be replaced and displaced in your life. How much you have in your account determines your worth in every particular conversation. Do you know that? If you go sit and people start talking about jeeps, there are somehow you will not talk because you know how much you have. But if you go somewhere, people start talking about maybe flour or rice. You know, you also look at the amount of money you have. Some people have never stepped in a particular places, but yet they declare we shall see gold. We shall God has given us goodly heritage. The goodly heritage will not just come by you confessing God has given you goodly heritage. You need to understand money. Money is very critical in the kingdom. So where, how much you control, how much you have is a result of how much you have. Amen. How much paper you have, in short. Hallelujah. So money has been used as a tool to displace and replace people. You need to understand that. And things depending on who has it, more of grip of it. That's why they pay you salary. Salary, what is the salary? Is this paper. So some of us, we are looking at how much will I get at the end of the month? Will I get 20 of this? Will I get 100 of this? Will I get 500 of this? Oh, now, the amount you get of this paper will determine what you can place and replace. Now, what you get on this with using this paper is what will determine the, what kind of kingdom you'll have. And as Christians, we cannot you know, continue just saying we shall be the salt of the world and we shall be the light of the world and we don't have this paper. The truth be told, even if now you are blessed, you go somewhere and just buy people food, people will listen to the gospel. Why? Because you have paper. So paper is making people listen to you. Now, that's where we are. And we need to understand as Christians, we need the finances. People do not respect people in a particular family because of paper. There are some people will be talk or cough. People will agree. It's not because they're intelligent. It's because they have more paper. <laughs> so, we need to understand the kingdom is not how deep you pray, how well you know the word. It's how well you also know how to control money. It's how well you know how to manage money. It's how well you need to know how to multiply it. If you don't know how to multiply money, it becomes a problem. Amen. What is poverty? Poverty is lack of money. What is prosperity? Prosperity is the presence of money. In short, that's how the world sees it. When people have determined nowadays, success is a result of how much money you have, not how much you have gone to school. Even if you have a PhD, people will not respect you compared to how someone has money. If you put someone who's very literate, who has PhD, in maybe in something, and you compare with someone who has money. People will respect the person who has money more than you. Why? It shows you the kingdom nowadays is controlled by money, not by intellectualism. 
Money has become everything. And we need to understand as Christians, we need to know how to control money for the sake of the kingdom of God. The book of Genesis chapter 17 verse 12 to 13. Genesis chapter 17 verse 12 to 13 says, And he, ha, he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man, child in your generation. He that is born in your house or bought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house and he that has been bought with what? Money. Must needs be circumcised. And my covenant shall be with your flesh for an everlasting covenant. This is Abraham. And God is telling him, anyone who was bought by money, eh? anyone who has been raised by money, they should subject themselves to whatever I tell you. So the, what does am I trying to tell you? In short, from the above scripture we see, money takes effect in the kingdom of Abraham. Abraham had his little kingdom there. And by reason of that, the one who has power to purchase, we see also as the presence of subjects. So you are a subject to how much you have. The one who has more than you, you will be subjected to them. As simple as that. And every one of us, we should realize, even no matter how much life we have in Christ, if we don't have this paper, people will reign over us. We'll remain subjects. And we need to, to determine and purpose by the grace of God, by the end of this teaching, we shall reverse this story in the name of Jesus Christ. We shall not be subjects to people. And it says anyone subject. So the one who has power to purchase is also the one who has the presence to have people to subject. And the subject by reason of money, well, number one, anyone who was bought in Abraham's land, they were subject to him. So the one who has money can buy you. So you are a subject to your employer. You are a subject to that place you live because it's not your own. When that person wakes up today morning and tells you, I give you notice for one month to get out of here, what will you do? I remember when I was starting my life, I used to live in an apartment and that person came and gave me a notice for two weeks to get out. You know that I was not paying rent, I was paying rent. And I, there's no option I had, I needed to look for a house. Because I'm a subject to him, no matter what prayer I pray at that moment, it will not work. Why? Because he has the money. If he has the money, he has the, my kingdom. So that house could no longer be say, I'm going to my house. I need to be displaced. Within those two weeks. And he, he refused to return my deposit. He said it's for paint. And imagine I didn't have a child. I was not living in the house. The paint was still clean. So even if I argued with him, he told me, as much as I use the house, it needs to be repainted. How do I argue with that? You see, that's what I'm telling as a Christian. This is, has nothing to do with prayer. It had to do with who has the money. It has nothing to do with my argument or my intellectualism. And we need to understand as Christians that the kingdom of God is not only ruled by prayer, but also with ability to control finances. Amen. We need to understand that. We need money, all of us. Let us not lie to each other. And it's enough, and enough is come to enough. That we as the children of God, we need to rise up. We need to understand we need to take over. We need to start controlling systems, not systems controlling us. And I was reading so much about money and I came to discover by the way, as much we are praying this way, we should also come to understanding that we don't need prayer sometimes in some matter, particular matters. We need to have understanding and knowledge. Amen. So Abraham, in his kingdom, he controlled everyone. So anyone he bought with money was circumcised because they belonged to his kingdom. Number two, 
everyone around him, they were introduced to the covenant of God. So money can buy people. Money introduces people to new covenants. Some of us, we may be living, we may be Christians, but why we live is because the one of the places are Hindu or the partner of places are Muslim. He says there's no prayer. What will you do? There's nothing you can do. But because he has the kingdom and he has the money. So we need to understand that some things, even if you engage in spiritual warfare, yes, God may change his heart or God may give you a good place, but wherever you go also again, you need to understand you'll find another person who controls that kingdom and has more money. And I've told you, the one who has more money than you, you are a subject to that person. So if we really need to win souls, if we really need to convert the kingdom of God to, to reach many people, we as Christians, we need number one to understand we need the money. Most of the people in your family, they will not follow you to church because you are poor. If you had money, you say, send you a card, they will listen. Am I saying the truth? You will not keep quiet and say, ah. They will say, oh yeah, my sister said it. My brother said it. He has the money. He's the one who feeds that. Imagine if you have been paying rent for every person in your family and you tell them to follow you to church. Who will say no? <laughs> Why? And that is now what I'm talking about, money and the kingdom. You can never bring the kingdom of God in, down on earth here if you do not understand the ethics and the disciplines of controlling money. And I've come to realize, church, we need to come to a re-understanding that the church will only be sound on this earth if we know how to multiply money. If we teach our members and we train, develop our members the capacity they need to understand, things are controlled. And the one who controls things is the one who has the kingdom. Amen. So this means... Who has the money has the kingdom. And who has the kingdom will influence everyone under the kingdom. Amen. By either buying them or making them follow a new order. Now, we need to understand we have two types of kingdoms. We have the kingdom of earth and the kingdom of heaven. Now, the kingdom of earth, we can see that in the book of Ezra chapter 1 verse 2. The Bible says, That said Cyrus king of Persia, The Lord God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and he has charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem. The king of Cyrus was able to be in charge of the kingdom because he had the wealth. He had the money. The king of Cyrus was not a prophet. He was not our intercessor. <laughs> he was just a king. He had the finances. He had the power. He had the financial backup. So when you have money, you control kingdoms. That's why he talked about the topic is about money and the kingdom. There's no way you can separate kingdom dominion apart from money. Because that's where the system of the world is running through. The world is being run by money, nothing else. Amen? And the more you can print it and the more you can have it, is the more you control you have. And we need to start thinking on how to have it now. We should go pray, but as much as we are praying, we should have wisdom on how to have that money. Because we need it. The book of Exodus says, money answered all things, all things. The door we have been praying God to open for us, if you had money, that door will open by itself. It's the truth of the matter. The queen of Sheba came all the way. There's no way Solomon sent an invitation. There's some people who are supposed to be a blessing in your life. It's only because they despise you. The day you'll have it, you'll see how they can open doors for you. That's why they say the moment you become wealthy, it's so hard for you to become poor. Because the wealthy will attract the wealthy. <laughs> you understand? There are some leagues you will enter that normal people cannot enter. And this is a money issue. Amen. And the second kingdom, we have the kingdom of heaven. And the Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 11, verse 12 to 13, it says from the days of the John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven 
Amen. He suffered violence and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. Why do you take it by force? See, the kingdom of heaven has released things, but you see, there are spiritual embargoes. As much we pray, we need to understand there are laws of the spirit we should engage in for us to get our financial breakthroughs. That's why I say we shall be praying for our money every day. For these next four days, if you are there, just look for a note somewhere or look for a point of contact. We will speak to them. Amen. Because it came from somewhere. It had a genesis. If it had a genesis, it means it must have a root cause. If it does not have a root cause that affects me, then I bless God, then it shall work for me. Amen. And they say the kingdom of God, heaven, God runs it. You need to understand. There is no one who runs heaven. It's only God. But the kingdom of earth is managed by men. That's the truth. And we are aware in the kingdom of the earth. You see, no matter how deep I am with Christ, what I have is a result of the money I have in my pocket. That's the truth. Because anyone who meets me will ask me, do you have any money there? What can you buy? They look at my purchasing power. So I can pray, yeah. I can share the word. That's true. But most people will not care about that. They will look at your purchasing power. How much do you have? That's why some people say this is the tables of men or the tables of women. It's not table of boys. Why? Because the boys do not have it. <laughs> Based on their own language. You cannot sit in a particular quarter if you do not have. You see, even in, with all due respect, even in planes, there's also we call first class as economy. Why do they call the other one economy and the other one call the first class? It is the same plane going to a particular de same destination. It's the money issue. So there's a class you can sit and operate in if you know how to manage money, if you know how to multiply money. So the kingdom of heaven and God is in charge, but the kingdom on earth is men who are in charge of it, and you need to accept it. This is not a matter of only prayer. You can pray, yes, yeah, good for you, but if you don't have money, no one will listen to you. And people say, a rich man's fat never smells, but a poor man's fat smells. What is making it smell? It's the money. <laughs> That's the truth. And you see, as a Christian, as much we are praying and commanding and determining things, we need to also to understand how to multiply this money because the kingdom of heaven shall not come. We always say, let the kingdom come. The kingdom of God will not come out of poverty. It must come when people are blessed, when people can influence and dictate. Hallelujah. And it's the truth of the matter. So, no, ma no manner of prayer can make you run the kingdom of earth, the kingdom on the earth, but money. That's why we pray for financial breakthroughs. We need it. And it's not wrong as a Christian to talk about money. Most people have made Christianity. If you can't talk about money, you can't talk about money because it's like a sin. No, it's not sin. God knew it. It's important. It's part and parcel. Amen. He told Abraham, I'll bless you in cattle, silver, and gold. God was talking about money. From those days, he knew it is important. So in our present generation, intellectualism or success is measured by your ability to acquire and multiply money. Why most people go to a particular career is because of money. I'm telling you the truth. Why people have left a particular career to another one is because of money. So in our present generation, that is the truth to be told, intellectualism or success is measured by your ability to acquire and multiply money. And it's the truth. So as a Christian, you can't be sitting there and say, I can't talk about money. You will, Then who will listen to you? you? That's why they can't follow you to church. That's why they don't respect you. That's why you cannot sit in a particular place. 
because your money is influencing you. So if you cannot reach a particular place, how will you evangelize there? How will you bring the kingdom of God down there? And is that true? Amen. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. The Bible says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth on the earth. But let me shock you. Because God said that nowadays, money is what has become a measure of fruitfulness. How fruitful you are is a result of the much money you have. Is the truth. Amen. Number two, money has become the, the measure of multiplication. How far you multiply yourself is how much money you have. Is the truth of the matter. Number three, money has become the ability of how much you can replenish. Some people have never changed their sofa set in their house. It's not because they have no desire. It's because their money is lacking. <laughs> you cannot eat a particular food. Because it's not that you can't eat. It's because their money is lacking. And that's why I pray by the God's grace, by the end of this session on Saturday, God will give us a new insight in Jesus' mighty name. Number four, money has become a measure of what you can subdue. There are some places you can't enter even there. Even banks. Banks have what we call VVIP. Very, very important people. <laughs> What makes people very, very, very important is not their stature, is not their time, is their ability to access money. Now, you see, as a Christian, if you need to evangelize at that area, you need to understand that for us to bring the kingdom of God down, we need to understand what is money and the kingdom. We need to understand the effect of money. As much we are praying, we need to understand we can't pray the whole day. We need to think on how to multiply ourselves. Yes. By prayer and supplication, make your request made known to God. But after making the request, go work. See, as thou a man diligent in his business, he shall not sit among mean men, but with kings. Now, that diligence is shown by how much you can multiply yourself. And the measure of multiplication, as I've told you, is how much money you have. People will respect you based on their money, not your intellectualism. Because you have people who are very good in grammar, very good in how they, you know, how they orate themselves. But because they have no finances, they cannot see well. Have you ever seen, you have ever met someone who has a good lyrics, can sing well, but why they are not being having published of albums is by a simple reason. They just don't have money. But someone who has nothing to sing, sings anything, even those things that do not have lyrics, but people celebrate their song. Why? It's because they have money. <laughs> now you see, money is what is determining everything here. So the kingdom is a matter of money, and money is equivalent to the kingdom. <laughs> so which kingdom do you belong to? I belong to the kingdom of God. Now, there's a kingdom of God that's shared with poverty? No. So if it's not a shared with poverty, here and earth, I must show it. I must replicate it. So from the money is equivalent to the kingdom. How much you control is a result of the money you have. And it's the truth. Amen? That's why they talk about an individual's estate. They never talk about an individual's faith. When someone dies, they say, this is the will of the person. Do you hear something called spiritual will? They never talk about that. <laughs> they say, this is what left the children. 10,000 acres here, 100 million here. Why are they saying that? They're never saying about, he's living spiritual baptism for these children. No, they live a state. What are you saying? How much the kingdom of that person is only shown by the, how much of wealth they have. When you go to glory, what will you leave for your children? As a Christian, you should be knowing that when I go to glory, 
whatever I leave behind will be able to pass over the generations to generations towards Christ because of how much I've invested. And that has to do with money and is the truth be told. And we need to be able to talk about it as Christians. It's not evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. So we are not talking about loving money. We need to talk about why we need money as Christians. Why we need money to control things and influence things in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, when John, the preparer of the way, said, The kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. As much it was a prophecy, that was made even John did. And even John did it. You understand? Even John prophesied. He came to understand that nothing can be handed to you. You must go and take it. The kingdom of God suffered violence and the violence taken by force. So anything you need, you must take it. You don't go pray for it. You don't take it. If you are tired with the financial status of your life, go take the new realm for yourself. Because the enemy knows which kingdom you are coming from. The kingdom you are coming from, your father in heaven has silver and gold. But you see, that silver and gold, as much as he has it, you can't just say, my father in heaven is blessed. He will send off. No, you go take your own inheritance. You go take your own wealth. Everyone has a portion. The book of Luke chapter 15, it says very well, he gave everyone a portion. And he expected them to multiply. How much has God given you? Have you gone and taken a new inheritance without whatever God has given you? And that's what Christians do. They don't think about going to take the next level. And we are here busy bombarding heaven with prayers. Lord, I scatter, I bind. What are you scattering and binding? There are some things you don't need to scatter and bind. You need wisdom to multiply. Amen. And that's why we are Christians. We can only be proud to be say Christians based on the multiplication effect in our lives. So he says the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violence taken by force. So God has given you something according to the book of Luke chapter 15. He gave everyone money. From the what God has given you, from that money has given you, what have you been able to take with the money you have? You can't consume and start believing God to produce for you. No! You go produce for yourself. From what the little God has given you, go produce it. Hallelujah. So we need a new breed of Christians who know how to go take kingdoms. Not only who have only mastered the art of prayer and gathering without an agenda. You see, we have mastered the art of prayer and gathering, which is good. But you see, we need to also, it's more than prayer and gathering. It's a matter of taking kingdoms. And the Bible says these guys were gathered together, they were breaking bread, and they were feared. And even these people take note that they were with Jesus. What? They were taking kingdoms. They gave some of them houses. Some of them gave lands. This is taking off of kingdoms. So you can't say you are a Christian and there's nothing to show. It's not permitted. So you need money for people to hear the gospel. And this week I pray by the grace of God, I'll be going through deep ways on how we can multiply ourselves. Why we are praying those prayers, Father, supply. But you see, God gave you something. When God says he shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory, according to his riches, what is this riches and glory that he gave us? You, that's what you don't need just to quote Philippians all the time. He has already supplied but the question, the riches and glory he gave you, what did you do with it? And that's the things we'll be looking at this week. Because you cannot talk about the kingdom without finances. Even the kingdom of darkness talk about money. 
Even everyone who goes to see a witch doctor or see a wizard, they go with money. They don't go empty-handed. So money is a tool of how fruitful you be, how you shall multiply, how you shall subdue, how you shall replenish. Why people mock Christians is because you can gather as a Christian gathering and you have nothing to show. But someone can go into the earthly being and they have something to show. What is that that they are mocking? Is it that we don't know how to multiply? But God has given us the principles. God has shown us ways. We shall not be mocked in Jesus' mighty name. Our status shall change. We shall multiply in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So wealth transfer can be, real, can be a reality. You need to understand that. Wealth transfer can be a reality. And when we come to an understanding, wealth is measured by the number of notes you have in your account. And that's the truth. The wealth of this world is compared by this number of notes you have in your account. How much of these notes do you have in your account? You, my listener. It will be determinant of your voice tomorrow. No one will care how much you can quote. People can say, ah, he's a very good orator, but ah, an affair. He has no transport to go home. <laughs> we can give him a lift. So if they give you, even if they give you a lift, you know, even if you're a man of God, you'll be humble in that car because it's not yours. <laughs> but if you have this, even if you carry them and you're a man of God, you can preach the gospel. Hallelujah. You can be confident. Even what you dress it. That's what I'm talking about. So, wealth transfer is a reality. But, wealth nowadays is measured by the number of notes you have in your account. You need to understand that. And that's why as Christians, we need to understand and we need to learn this week, what should we do? What does it take for us to multiply? What does it take? Because if we really need to control the kingdom, we need to do it. How comes Ethan's can throw concerts that can attract 5,000 people for even three days, four days, but Christians cannot do it. It's not a gathering of preaching gospel. I'm just talking about concerts for children, concerts for music. How comes? But as if you have musical concerts, maybe it's only one day, it's over. How comes if there are concerts that even can attract presidents, but even our gatherings we cannot attract? The truth be told is money. Is the money. I'm not telling the truth. Because the politician knows if I go there, the next election I have, I'll have finances there. <laughs> Amen. Because when you have money, you have a voice. When you have no money, you have no voice. We shall not be mocked in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So the figures in your account is what commands attention. And that's the truth. And the truth of the matter is that what is that what that is what men care about. Men care about how much notes you have. Even, when, even if you are going to propose to a woman, the woman will ask you, what job will you do? <laughs> he will look at your shoe. He will look at your suit. Who is that? This guy. Amen. And that's what I'm telling you. We need to understand as Christians, it's enough for us to pray for financial breakthrough. We have prayed enough. Now we need to do something. Hallelujah. We have prayed. We have told God, God supply. Okay, God has supplied. Now let us talk about this according to his riches. What are these heavenly riches that you're talking about? Hallelujah. So wealth transfer is true. So Christians need to know that the figure they have is what they will, it will influence dominion, fruitfulness, who will they subdue and who will replenish the earth. Imagine if all of us can own an estate as Christians. Everyone around us will be Christians because you can determine what they can do there. We have regions where we have other faiths that control. But which regions do we have Christians that control? It tells you how the other faiths see the power behind money. 
You go to particular areas, you know this is a particular faith-dominated area. Because of money. So they understand the only way we can control the kingdom, our own kingdom, is when we have finances. Then we start complaining they're making their own sacrifices. They're making their own sacrifices because they understand. We have places that is only Hindus who live. No Christians. They have their own temple. They have their own school. What takes them to do that is financial understanding. They understand that money and the kingdom go together. We can only dominate on our kingdom if we have the finances. May God open our eyes of understanding in Jesus' name. So when you realize even God takes account of your wealth, of his wealth, then you realize it is for us to take over. God has been giving us wealth for us to take over. That's the reason. So the battle has gone to who has more paper. And that's the truth. That's why no government can be broke. You need to understand that. No government can be broke. Why? They all need to print paper. And it's a sad thing if we continue praying and allow them to print who will control the systems. So the first thing is that Christians are below here. The Indians are happier. And the ones, the ones who are controlling, they are the ones who are printing paper. If they continue printing the paper, how will you ever beat them? So we need to reverse the system. It's a kingdom we are talking about. If we need to command the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ here on earth, we need the paper as they must they have it. And the question here is very easy. Who has more paper? If you take more paper from them, it means you are transferring wealth from them to you. And it's the truth. So we need as Christians to become vengeful. We need to understand we can go out and multiply. We need to be daring this time around. All this COVID-19 thing has happened for a good purpose for us to take time to reflect as Christians. What do we need? Do you want to beg after all this is said and done? There's a gifting in every one of us. The Bible said the gift of a man make it room. So that gift in you, what have you done with it? It's for you to take over the kingdom. Hallelujah. Don't sit on it. Don't sit on it. Amen. Haggai chapter 2 verse 7 to 9. Haggai chapter 2, verse 7 to 9. It says, And I will shake nations, and desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory. Amen, amen. Said the Lord of hosts, The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. Say amen there. Hallelujah. Said the Lord of hosts, And in this place I will give peace, said the Lord of hosts. God will shake it. God will bring a greater glory. But this greater glory will come when all of us will understand the principles of money. Because this greater glory will be seen how much based on how much money you have. You go to normal rooms where even people don't fear God, it is well decorated. You go to the house of the Lord, ah, you wonder, do we have Christians here? What is the distinction? Is money. And you'll find people more gathering there because what the kingdom there understands the rules of money. And they have worked hard to make sure they, they control it. And we need to reverse it if we really need to take the kingdom of Jesus ahead. And it will only take me and you, we understand that the kingdom and money, they work together. You can never talk about the kingdom of God and you don't have the financial backing to talk about it. I had a testimony of a Muslim who built a whole mosque by himself. A whole one. A complete one. And he's a Muslim. Imam was telling me that. He told me one of the mosques that was built in a particular place here in Kenya, that one guy came and built it all by himself. <laughs> wow. What a testimony. We can have churches everywhere. We can have the gospel in every station. 
I'm done telling you. We are complaining about programs. We, we complain about programs because we don't have the money. You see, money is what is talking. It's not your mouth. And we need to understand as our prayer, we need to engage in what it takes for us to multiply. Amen. So we should stop praying wealth transfer and wealth multiplication prayers. But take steps. Because even devils know what wealth means. Do you know that? Even devils know when you have money. Amen. We need to start doing what it takes for us to have the financial breakthrough. We need to do what it takes for us to multiply. It needs what to take to what us to have this paper as much as it as we can. We need to do what it takes. Look at Abraham. Abraham took bold steps and he multiplied. And God told him, go deliver your father's house and to the land I'll show you. Abraham did not question. He took bold steps. Some of us as Christians, we have prayed, but we are not taking steps. God has been telling you, move. You're not moving. And God needs you to move so that you can open doors for other people. Amen. Isaac maintained consistency. No matter how many times they dug, he dug his well and the Philistines came and covered it, Isaac was consistent. Consistency is what brings wealth. If you are not consistent in your art, you will never perfect it and people will never attend to it. Amen. Solomon improved in excellency. Even how the Bible says the queen of Sheba saw how his servants will stand, how he arranged his table. Why? Because he understand it. Amen. If you're not excellent in what you do, money cannot come. Amen. Hallelujah. Job kept the multiplication attitude. Amen. Jesus knew how to command wealth and many more. So we need money. We need it for the kingdom. Hallelujah. There are some sicknesses cannot attack you depending on the size of your wallet. I'm saying the truth. Have you ever had people saying that's the secret of the rich? There's nothing. Okay, what's the secret of the poor? <laughs> it's the money, my friend. Money is everything here. And I believe as more Christians with all this faith and understanding of the word of God, if you have finances, we will never visit, visit the hospital because we will be constantly healthy. Most Christians, if they can just have money, they can never suffer sicknesses. Because I've come to realize most of the sicknesses is because of lack of money, stress, depression, high blood pressure. Look at them. Ulcers, you know, migraine. It's just because if that person can feed well, drive in a good car, live in a good place, that person will recover. So we need money to prove that God is real. And we need money to take this gospel to the next place. And we as Christians, we need to understand money and the kingdom goes together. As much we pray the kingdom of God down, we need to understand we need the financial backing for us to maintain that kingdom of God. And we need to do what it takes for us together in the name of Jesus Christ. The book of Psalms chapter 11, 111 verse 6, it says, He has showed his people the power of his works that he may give them an heritage of the heaven. He has shown us so that we may take the heritage. And I pray by the God's grace that this week as we have done, we shall be taking inheritance in Jesus' mighty name. So money is critical in the progress of any kingdom of light. But we must know the ways of God for us to command our wealth transfer from the kingdom of darkness. We must know that. The battle we are fighting here is the battle of kingdom of light and darkness. I'm just telling you. If we want our children to stop watching things that are not constructive, we should be able to buy the radio stations. We should be able to buy the TV stations. Who are the owners of TV stations? Are they Christians? 
Money is the problem here, you see. That's what I tell you, we need to wake up as Christians. We need to understand the kingdom and money goes together. After praying, we go do what it takes to do for us to multiply. And I pray from tomorrow as we go start going bit by bit. And on Saturday, we anoint our money, we pray over it. I believe God will give us our own portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the soundness of any kingdom is equal to the money at hand. Any church that is vibrant is a result of the money that they have. And the one is telling the truth. Any family that is vibrant, any Christian that is vibrant, is because of the money they have in their pocket. Not because they have anything. Look at very well. Even the person who gives tithe, even the person knows him. <laughs> Why? It's not because they are better. Not because they are eloquent. It's just because of their pocket. It's the truth. And it can, we can never live with them. If we need people to understand Christianity, if we need people to know God in a deeper way, we need to be able to be employ people, multiply ourselves. Amen. We need to be able to know how to spread. We should be able to have estates that are under the name of the Christians. Amen. We can have regions that are gazetted only for Christians. That's how people will understand. We should have economic, we should have cities that are built by Christians and run by Christians. And it's possible. It's possible. Ah, yes, it's possible. Hallelujah. How many malls are owned by Christians? Hallelujah. We should think about this. The soundness of any Christian kingdom is equal to the money at hand. So I pray as we start going through this series of money and the kingdom, by the end of it, we shall start taking over and truly his kingdom shall come. We say, our Father what in heaven, hallowed be the name, thy kingdom come. Amen. When we say thy kingdom come, it means it should come with prestige. It should come with excellence. Amen. We cannot about talk about the kingdom of God and we associate with poverty. But you see, as much God has supplied, we need to, to know what it takes for us to work in these supplies. We need to know what it takes for us to multiply. And it is in my heart strongly that I believe by the end of this week that all of us shall multiply. So I want us to first day, I want us to look for a point of contact. Whatever you have, if you have money somewhere, can you pick a note? Is it whatever you have? Is you have a dollar? We have shillings here, whatever you are. No matter which country you are in. I want you just to pick that money and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to this honey. Money in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak to everything associated with money, Lord. Lord, open doors for me so that I can come to contact with more of this in Jesus' mighty name. I call forth my portions. I use this money and I call them forth in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray any spiritual embarking that will cause me to have more, I shall have it in the name of Jesus Christ. I shall never lack, oh Lord. I use this point of contact that my wallet, my bank account shall never lack. I shall multiply in the name of Jesus. Why don't you lift up your voice and pray in Jesus' name, Maratu Sokobala, Lekrotoso Lord. Lord, I use this one as a point of contact in the name of Jesus Christ. I shall never run dry. Through this money, I pray, Lord, my Seed, I shall multiply. Money shall come from every direction. I shall receive open doors that shall bring financial breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray over this money as a point of contact, Lord. My currency shall change, Lord. My currency shall change. I shall have power to purchase, power to command in the name of Jesus. I shall never lack. 
Lord, every declaration, every incantation, every spiritual incantation that any forefather made concerning my wealth, concerning our transfer of ability to multiply, I come against it. And I declare by the blood of Jesus, every embargo, every power, every authority that may hinder me not to multiply, that may hinder me not to touch money in my lifetime, Lord. I reject it, Lord. If no one ever touched millions, I shall be the first one. If no one ever touched billions, I shall be the first one. I command, Lord, through the name of Jesus Christ, I shall multiply, I shall increase. In the, in the name of Jesus Christ, in multiplication, I shall multiply. In the name of Jesus Christ, I give all the praise and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We need to understand. I came to understand. God just opened my eyes one day. I was walking. That he told me, you see this man you carry? There are some people who go and pray and enchant over it. That's why they have more. But we as Christians don't know how to pray for our money. This is a point of contact. We can use it to declare anything that was said that will hinder us from touching. Gets loose. Hallelujah. Loses hold. In the name of Jesus Christ. That from whatever it comes from, anytime we touch money shall multiply. I've ever realized some people can never have money in their pocket. The day they touch money, that's when sicknesses can come. That's when problems come. It is a spirit. But we can pray of our money and declare that our money shall be used only for good, for the advancement, for the advancement of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm saying this week as I pray by the grace of God, by the time Saturday we'll be praying and anointing it, and anointing all our monies one way or another. You can look for different currency. Like for us in Kenya, we have a thousand shillings, we have 500 shillings, we have 200 shillings, we have 100 shillings, 50 shillings, and they have the coins. Gather them together. And we pray for them. Say, Father, as any from, from now and forth, as we come to contact in any of these denominations, they shall not be wasted. They shall be for my multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray you have been blessed. I want you to join me tomorrow again as we go to part two, as we start looking at what it takes for us to have this money and the kingdom of God. Amen. What it takes for us to have it. Because we need to understand as Christians, is it not enough to pray? We need money to control the kingdom. We have prayed the kingdom down, but we need what it takes to maintain the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I pray you have been blessed in Jesus' name. Father, I pray as everyone sleeps, Lord, give them divine ideas for financial breakthrough, for open doors in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone under my voice shall not lack. They shall multiply. They shall increase in the name of Jesus Christ. Money shall come, Lord. Money shall not be wasted around them in the name of Jesus Christ. They shall not lose it in the name of Jesus Christ. Money shall have value, Lord. You shall open doors for them, Lord, and they shall multiply. I pray, Lord, let this be a night of divine ideas, Lord. As we meet tomorrow again, Lord, Lord, give them fulfillment in whatever they have. Lord, multiply them in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you and appreciate you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for joining me. See you tomorrow again from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock as we go to part two of money and the kingdom. I love you. Jesus loves you. And Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you. Bye-bye. So have a blessed night. In Jesus' name. Amen.